0: We um hold on me um so what we wanted to talk a little bit further about was um just expanding on the self love portion because Margaret had some great thoughts and comments and and how to go um, deeper into that conversation, and you know remember the one thing that we we talked about was how you know the 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 most important aspect to, for us to move forward in life is to basically accentuate our self-love and learn how to, we, uh, we achieve that and how we can keep that and how we can keep working on that as we move forward. And um, Margaret had, like if you, if you saw my personal Facebook page, I, I listed some things that Margaret and I had talked about, about what is self-love and, how, and what does that mean to you and Morgan, if you could just share some of those, how you talked about it. I gotta get my notes real quick.
1: I'll have to get my notes too. I, um, it was yeah. about, you know. Um, oh, here they are. I just kept a running tab of things here. You can see my phone. Well, no, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> I, saw your, I saw your postmark. <clears throat> yeah, as, as things <clears throat> popped into my head, I just pulled my phone out and added it to the list. Yeah. I will just read to you what I have, and there are going to be some repeats, or maybe the language is a little bit different, but the essence behind it is the same, um, but I just put, I started with, with that first Corinthians, because that's just something that a lot of people are familiar with, but it was patient, kind, uh, doesn't anger, slow to judge, doesn't hold a grudge, is not jealous, doesn't boast, is not arrogant, not selfish, It's not provoked. It can't be triggered. Um, It doesn't get offended. So you don't get offended. Um, It's protective. It doesn't hide, which I love. Like you don't hide a part of yourself. Um, It's not fearful. It doesn't dominate. I put one of my favorites, High frequency. It really is. They've shown the emotion of love is a higher frequency than fear and and grief and and sadness. Um, It's humble. It presumes good intentions, which is one thing I personally really love, love about love is it just presumes the best. Um, it can withstand the test of time. I think it's ever growing. It brings hope. And then I obviously I put unconditional and benevolent. And then I added another one. It sh- and I'm, now keep in mind, I'm referencing like idealistic, right? this is the ideal. This isn't necessarily how people are really able to live it out day in day out. And I put passionately protective. Like it's, it's just, you're going to protect those that you love. If you love something, you're going to, you're going to be, um, vigilant or, or almost like defensive. If you've ever had that happen, I've had that as a mother where, when my children are, are, was not, not physically attacked, but they were being kind of attacked, if you will. And I just, something in me is like, no, you're not gonna do this to my child. Um, so I put passionately protected, protective. And then um, then I added, I said, well, that's a, a little bit of a twist on this was, how does it feel for you to be loved? Like, what, is it, what, what does it feel like when you're receiving it? And um, I had this list isn't quite as long because I, I haven't had that question out there quite as long. And I was like, well, I feel accepted I feel heard, I feel included, I feel safe, I feel valuable, I feel satisfied, I feel desired, I feel wanted, I feel adored. And then this one I added last night, I feel delighted in. Like, um, I don't know, like, it's just, that was just something that I added to the list. I'm sure the list will continue and people have other things they can add. These were just where I were the last few days when I put that list together.
0: You know, I, I think the even the first list. I think it's um, you know, you know what, what, what self love is. You know, and how how does how do we feel? I, they they can still turn around and be us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it. Oh, of,
1: absolutely. Of ourself. Um, absolutely.
0: You know, we hear ourselves, right? Um, we're satisfied with our day. You know, at the end of the day, did I did, did I work hard on having self-love for myself. Like, did I earn that today? Like, I think that's a big statement.
1: Yeah. I, I actually was thinking about that too in the, and, and, and I know this is semantics, so I don't, I don't want to be nitpicky, but is love free? Cause that word earn implies you had to work for it. Um, or is the essence behind that? Did, did you love yourself? Well, did you love the people around you? Well, um, you know, that's maybe the essence of what that is about. Like, can you look back at your day and say, because there are, we know we don't always do that well. We, maybe we intend to, but um, have we loved our, have we loved ourselves well? I know the answer for me for most of my life was not even close, um, not even close, but that does that's okay. Today's, you can start today. You know, we can start today and move
0: Every day is a new canvas, right?
1: Every day is a new day. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I had a list. I'm going to get my, now I'm going to look on my computer because I had, I had a list of things. But Chris, did you want to, did we want to just, um, we talked about maybe just re, maybe recapping or did you, since you guys were on the call last time, did y'all have any questions from the last time we Talked about this about self love. We just felt like it was such a huge topic that that you could just dive into it honestly and never come out of it um, because this seems to be the umbrella, the 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 overarching. Like if you can get this piece down, everything else hangs on it. Everything else hangs on it. So right.
0: it's 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 why you do the pillars, right? It's why we do the work. It's why you why you sit and, and yeah. not, not analyze yourself with a fine tooth comb, though you could use those words. It's sitting in the moment and just reviewing yourself, You're reviewing yeah. yourself. Why, where, how, and then, and then kind of, you know, as you said, you know, hearing yourself and valuing yourself enough to take the appropriate steps to, you know, Love yourself more. I want to. Say, you could use the words "become better," but you're already better. You're already better by doing the work. So we we have to check our own language, even when we say that, and and even language that can be we can say is good. Like if it's not truthful, then that's bound nature language because you're just lying to yourself, right? So use the appropriate language, but think about how that language is be how those words you're choosing, how the, what they mean to yourself. Right. Right. Like you could sit there and say, yeah, that didn't bother me. Well, you're lo- <laughs> if you have to say it, it did. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to, when we, like when you have a, an email exchange with someone or a text exchange or something like you can see, you can start dissecting language and words, how the other person is right away. Um, it's very, it's, it's, it's actually a, a, it's a, it's a powerful tool to know what you're going into with yourself and how honest you have to be with yourself. And then if you have to be honest in a certain area with yourself, it may take you a whole week to work through that. Boy, it really can take a whole week or more, you know, um, you know, look at the signs. Are you sleeping? Are you not sleeping? Are you wide awake and can't go to sleep? You know, like there are so many so many things that we don't recognize that affect ourselves, that that we're voicing out to ourselves that we don't even hear or see. Um, And I think those are big. I think those are really big to start picking them out about yourself. And then looking back in your life and where did you do it? Where did you do it first? Where do you remember? So you can start pulling that to the surface and then understanding you can let that go at some point, let it go. Remember, don't use the words as just let it go. You let it go by doing the work, right? Remember we, we talked about the, the cliche terms, just do it, let it go. Um, you know, just think it away. I mean, all those type of things, that mentality, it, it doesn't, it doesn't happen by saying it. It happens by having the grace in yourself, by having, being accepting of yourself, by um, explaining it to yourself in a truthful way because you have self-love. And that goes for everything. That goes for child interaction, partner interaction, colleague interaction, parental interaction, interaction with yourself on how you read something and you take it in and how it makes you feel instantly. Like there's so much of that you're, you're,
1: yeah, you're taking the tools. Some of the, the tools that we've been teaching, the tools of, um, well, the, the the four stages of learning. Like you, like when you, it's the first step is to become aware of how you are treating yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And then practice the skills, practice the tools, but you're applying them. Well, you're already you're applying them to yourself, and it's back to the concept of attuning. know if you're if you imagine you're a parent with a child and we've talked about this before you know what would that what would a good parent do in it in with their children they would you know get down at their level look at them eye to eye this is now also that sawabona teaching that we've taught look in look into your spend time and and with yourself and um you know just what are you feeling? What are you thinking? And honor it. Um, I wrote down. I was looking at my notes as things came to me over the week. I said, "Love is a heart inclination towards someone or something." I mean, at it, it, some point, it's in your heart. So, what is your heart inclination towards yourself? And be, and like, and like Chris said, be honest with it. Um, you know, are you opposed to that thing, or are you for it? Are you, you know, because because to love something is actually to be for it. And um, and it's listening and honoring that voice that's inside of you. That, that was huge for me for self-love is because I honestly didn't do that. I valued the opinions of other people a lot more than I valued my own opinion. I trusted the opinion because maybe they had a degree behind their name or maybe they had more experience or maybe they were older or maybe they, you know, had... Um, I don't know, better athlete or better student. So I said, oh, well, they must know. I just didn't trust myself. I didn't, so I, what I ended up doing was shutting down that inner voice, shutting down the, um, what, I, what I wanted. Maybe I've shared this story with you guys before, but um, a couple of years back, maybe not that long ago, maybe just two years ago, I was sitting there and, um, and this is going to be so silly. My children do not like nuts in their brownies. So uh, for years, I've been making brownies without nuts. And then finally, I was sitting there and my kids weren't even around or I don't know what it was, but it was like, well, what do I want? I was like, you know what? I want brownies with nuts. And so I'm going to make brownies with nuts just to do something for myself. I realized this, this is a stupid little example. I've got really serious, deep ones, but I figure it's too early in the morning to go there for that. This is lighthearted. So I made brownies for nuts just for myself, because I hadn't had them in probably 15 years. And I was finally able to eat flour again and all that bad stuff again. And I just said, I want brownies with nuts. So that's what I did just for myself. Like, it was just a stupid little thing, but now my kids weren't happy. They were like, oh, mom, it has nuts. And I go, yes, it does. It has nuts in it, (laughs) because that's what I like. I knew at that where I was at that stage in my healing was I needed to do things for myself like I especially as moms well I shouldn't say that dad's too parents how about that those of us who are caregivers for other people sometimes we can get lost in that caregiving and we can forget hey my I need to, I need to honor myself what what do, what do I need and to listen to that voice inside of you and um and just honor it don't leave a part of who you are shut down. I mean, I know that's part of part of what I had done. So so self-love is listening and honoring that little voice that's inside of you and giving it a voice at the table. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stop that, but I, I'm, I'm going to share another example in a little bit or another strategy in a little bit. One that you, you actually taught me, Chris. Yeah,
0: the, what I want to point out from what you just said, Margaret is um... For all of you that are listening to this, and Margaret used the word "shut down," it's going to take you a while to see that you're shutting down. Is that's how you're dealing with it? Okay, it's not shutting down, not to think. You're shutting down, not to think, so you don't, so that pain doesn't hit your guilt and shame. I can tell you that because that is me. That I, I, and I know where I, I learned that from my mother, big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom and dad never. My mom and dad only fought one time in their life that I know about that I can remember. It was in Hawaii. I can still see it to this day. It was the first time I ever saw a disagreement between my parents. And by the way, that's not healthy. I don't think, I think there's a way to have a disagreement in front of your children and a healthy way to teach your kids. I didn't learn that disagreement and how to handle that until I was in my 30s through business. Um, but, but I say that because that my mother must've done that a lot because I know my dad, and um, when you have that in you to shut down, you shut down, like you can't, there's nothing there, like you, it is like a wall, it's like some magical force came over you, and you are devoid of thought, in anything, and I understand that, that wall, but for all of you listening, first, if you're the receiving end of the wall, help the person work through it don't get pissed at them it'll make the wall deeper like it, it's just going to build the wall up more but the wall comes down with kindness with, with vulnerability with um sincerity it, that calms the wall because the wall just hears this whatever they heard through all their years they just hear it and it, it is complete shutdown um If you have the wall, when the wall starts undoing, you have to sit down and understand why the wall's there. Then you need to literally work through the wall on your own and write it through and practice how to work through the wall verbally with the person, because it's usually an exchange between two people where the wall comes down or the wall happens, and how to talk the other person through getting you (laughs) through the wall right? That's my experience with how I do it. Um, And I get better with it every time. And I've recognized the wall so much faster now. But here's the thing, when you have deep seated stuff like that, it will hit you and you don't even realize it when it hits you. Because it could be a deeper trigger. It could be something that's the most painful thing in your life. But you have to work through it still. That's the self-love to understand that you still have work to do. And that's the beauty of doing the work because you can recognize it and start working it. So that wall is not so blatant anymore to the other person. Like the other, the other person w- will take it so disingenuously like you don't care, like you're angry. But that's the, it's not about them. That's the crazy thing. It's about you. Um, I know that because it's ruined many things in my life. And it's sports, relationships, again, it's everything. It's, it, it comes in so many ways because you feel so much guilt and shame because it's not that you said something or did something. It's that you feel guilty that they think you did something and you feel shame, ashamed of it. The wall is, it's a, that's, a hard, that's a very difficult one, but recognize the devoid of emotion or walking away or not wanting to talk as you need to work because it's a big one.
1: Mm-hmm that's huge Mary you have a question what's your question
2: yes um, I, I just wanted to um, I guess I missed that one part that uh, you were saying Margaret uh, about shutting down is this um, is this all of the emotions and all the talking and, and you can't speak about it communicate or is it uh, is, was it something else? What is the shutdown no, that it you're just, talking about? It, what
1: I realized is they were just parts of who I am that I shut down because I grew All up. All your senses. you just kind of numb. just, I just stuffed that voice. I grew up in a yes. family where, um, I had parents who'd like to argue and they were doing it. They were bantering almost for fun. Um, But when you're a child in that situation, it wasn't, it wasn't safe. Um, Well, let me, let me back up just a little bit, because this may, maybe someone can relate to this in my family of origin um, agreement meant acceptance. So if I agreed with them, uh, their let's say political bent or their philosophy or whatever their, their worldview, if I agreed with their worldview, then there was acceptance. If I had an opinion that was different um, I learned quickly not to share it because wait, oh, that's just crazy. You know, whatever. Or it, I mean, literally, that—that that, it would be aggressively attacked. Um, and so I just learned to like, okay, I can't. I'm not. If I had a thought that was different, or you know, it—it. It, it, um, this is a silly little example, but this isn't legitimate. But like, if I let's say I like the beach and they like the mountains. I said, well, well, I actually like the beach. Oh, the beach is crazy. There's too much sand. It's too hot. You know, I mean, just something stupid like that. But, but you're like, oh, oh, um, okay. I guess I like the mountains. Oh, yes. If you like the mountains, come join us. I'm exaggerating, but that, that's yes. the dynamic I grew up in. So I quickly learned that my opinion, I needed to kind of test the waters. Was it, Is this part of me that is going to be accepted? Oh, it is. Okay, I can open that up. But if this part of me wasn't, um, you know, I liked, I, I actually liked art. Um, you wouldn't know it, I ended up being a civil engineer and a math major, but—but yeah. but, um, and going into num- all these numbers stuff. But, but it was, well, you can't color outside the lines. You know, you can't be creative that way. So that part of me was actually shut down. And it took years later of getting out from under that. And by the way, my family did not do that on purpose. They have their own stuff and they've, yeah. there's been a lot of healing in their life and I don't think they would parent the same way they did. But it's what exactly. happened. If you're a child growing up in that environment, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. That down, but yes. yeah, it's one thing to enter into that as an adult. It's another thing to be raised under it as a, as a child with a parent. But um, it took yeah. years, years for me to s- discover, oh my gosh, it's okay. Like, I can, I love the beach and there's awesome things about the beach and it's okay that you don't like the beach. I I do. You know, I mean that, like I said, that's a simple, not complicated example, but, um, just for illustration, but, but that's what I meant. Like, like being true to who I am and what I like, you know, it's okay to color outside the lines. (laughs) It's okay to to have a thought that isn't conformative. Um, you know, it all I,
0: those, I, okay. I would um I would also say those people that lash out hard at you, those people that um eviscerate you, those people that have a tendency to spew venom, that's shutting down a different way. It is. Okay, so don't don't take Margaret and the way we shut down as the only way to shut down. Shutting down is shutting down the core subconscious of, of the guilt and shame and anger you have inside and yelling and, and voicing it to making the other person feel guilty, like blaming them so you don't take the blame. If that's shutting down yeah. a different way. That's why I say everyone has it. It's yeah. That's why I say everything that we have in our life, we take in, but we were a, shown how to take it in in different ways. Or we internalize it a different way and we show it a different way. It is an individual act. And that's why as a coach, if you've been coached by myself or Margaret, we never tell you. Okay. We may lead you to the questions to find your own answer in yourself. Mm -hmm. But the answer has to come from you, not me. So here's the difference. People People are scared of therapists, counselors, psychologists, psychotherapists for this reason. They go there looking for them to say, you have this problem. You have Mm -hmm. this and this. Okay. What does that do? More (laughs) brains. Right. We are are conditioned to be told what's wrong with us because we need to know, right? We go to the doctors. Okay. You have a sore throat. You have strep. No, no, that's not it. I know it's not it. My ears. And like, we then we'll fight the answer because we don't want to deal with it. Well, when you get to mental health because of the stigma, People don't like going because they don't want to hear the answer. But here's the thing. Just because you heard the answer doesn't cure you at all. And that's my problem with mental health. There's some great things to it. Don't get me wrong. And people, some people really need it. But you have to come to the answer yourself and understand it. Or it doesn't matter what comes in. You have to understand it. You have to understand your own why. We can give you the how. But you have to know why, how it affects you, so you can through it. It doesn't matter what I said. I can say, here's what I, here's what I observe." okay? But what does that observation mean to you, right? And that's why I think I just want to make sure that you guys don't think shutting down is just not speaking because that's what right. I by, that... the way, by the way, if I am pushed when I'm, when I'm shutting down and I'm really pushed, mine will, com- will completely swap out it will come out the other way. My dad will come out instantly. And I hate that. I hate it. And I, That's a terrible language, but I don't like it. You know, I've done it. One, two, I've done it four times in business in my life. Four. Young, when I was young. Um, <coughs> 10 years later, I did it one more time. When I opened my business, my last business, I did it the first day when someone pushed me into a wall, like challenged me already. And then um, I did it one more time. I've never done it since in business ever. I, I've learned, you know, those, forced, <laughs> those, forced, those four moments were my four stages of learning over 25 years. So it took that long for me to get it. But, but, I'm, but, I, but I understand that. Um, and you know, I I know I've said this. Relationships are always the hardest part for me, deeply, um, because of how my parents were. You know, there's this d- just deep-seated certain aspects that I've really had to work hard to o- overcome. And I wouldn't have done it without this. And by the way, I still learn more just because I'm teaching it, and I catch it better. Um, so oh, you gotta stay in it. It, it is. Your, your mind is, your, is why we have to take care of our bodies our whole life because they will degrade and they will hurt and they will fall apart. Your brain is no different. You have to look at them separately, but as an interconnected um, unit, but they take separate parts and separate times. Um,
1: I loved what you said about just continuing doing the work because what you find is there are layers to this, right? And we've discovered that, you know, when you, w- the first step is, and that's why I love the beginning of these four pillars is to, is to learn your language because that really is the first piece in honoring yourself. You're, you're attuning to yourself for the first time. You're doing the, the, the principle of Salabona on yourself, maybe for the first time in your life. And you're, you're allowing those voices that have been shut down because you, and you shut him down because like, like, well, I'm going to tell on who it is. My dad didn't do that. I mean, he didn't shut that voice down. I shut it down. Nobody outside of you. I can't, at the end of the day, I can't actually blame anyone else or anything else. They may be responsible for the circumstances around me, but at the end of the day, I have to be the one to judge it as bad. I have to be the one to judge it as undesirable. I'm the one that has, to, that has judged it. So that's why I'm the only one that can do the work. You can tell me, Margaret, you're awesome. Margaret, I love you. You can say, Margaret, Margaret, you're the best. You can tell me that all day long, but if I don't believe it, it's, it, it won't matter. And th- and conversely, and this is what we're working towards, people can spew venom at me all day and call me all kinds of things and point fingers at me all day long, but if I don't receive it, I don't receive it. Like that's where we're headed with this. We wanna get to a place where there's so much internal resiliency, so much internal fortitude, so much internal self-love and self-appreciation and self-gratitude that we can walk into the prickliest of environments um, the most toxic, emotionally toxic environments, and we're not frazzled by it because the issue isn't what's going on around us. The issue is what's going on inside of us. So, did I, so I'm the one, I was taught those things are bad. So I came into agreement with the fact that, that, was, that my, the opinions, those, some of those little opinions that I had that I held inside were bad, but I kept them inside because I decided they were bad. Now I had reasons for it because I, as a child, you want to be, you need to be accepted by your caregivers, right? I mean, that's, your life depends on it. So I learned, I'm like, Oh my gosh, if I voice this opinion, my, the people responsible for keeping me alive um, are going to reject me. That's not, that's not safe. So, um, so I learned to shut, I, again, I did that to myself. Um, if I had been an adult in that situation, maybe with a different belief system, different background, I wouldn't have judged it. I'd be like, oh, that's just silly. But, but when you're a child, you, you interpret it so differently. Um, so, but the, again, the key is to do the work, do that pillaring work, do the journaling, do the, do, do the learn your language um, in the beginning to just start to honor those voices. And the key is, is not to judge it. Because judgment is what got it shut down in the first place. Acceptance is what's going to bring it out. And so the key is to create a safe place for yourself. Um, Be safe for yourself. Um, Accept it. I mean, rejection was, was what, again, rejection is what shut it down. And so acceptance is what's going to bring it out. So you, you have to learn to be okay with whatever crap comes out when you're doing that journaling, when you're doing the Learn Your Language. Just say, it is what it is. Oh, well, it is what it is. I'm so glad you finally have a voice. Yeah. I talk to myself all the time. I'm like, wow, that's what you were feeling? I'm so sorry. Or sometimes I find language that's really, I'm, I'm going to say me and me, but there are parts of me that are really mad at me. And that's where in, from my core, from my free nature state, I have to apologize. We've t- talked about this on other calls before. And that is, wow, I am so sorry. You're right. I did do that to you. I'm attuning to myself. I'm really sorry. I'm going to work hard at not shutting you down in the future. I'm going to work really hard at giving you a voice or, or expressing yourself. I shared a little bit of that, I think, earlier this week. It was either the last week or this week where um, there's a whole, there's a, I'm, I'm a, um, you've heard about the 80%, 20% rule. You know, there are those people that just get 80% of the work done. I personally, my sister and I had this conversation. I'm more of a, or a lot of times I'm a 20% person. You know, I like doing the detail and do that finish work. And um, a, lot, a lot of times there's just either not time for that in our day, or there's our culture doesn't necessarily, necessarily value that, getting things to be finished in a way that it's done well or done excellently. Um, You know, a lot of times it's just, just 80% is good enough. And I realize there's a part of me that really appreciates and values that 20%. And so I'm learning, it's like, okay, I'm going to take the time to let you come out, you know, maybe you can't come out all the time give that part of me a, a voice, so to speak, a, an outlet for expression and not just constantly shut it down by being maybe too busy or, um, or, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So it's just creating safe space for yourself. Cause again, you did it to yourself as much as we want to blame other people and they may be responsible for the circumstances, but at the end of the day, we have to take self-ownership over this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The if you guys would hear Margaret and I talk a lot behind the scenes, you'd, it's funny how she, when she thinks something, I've already written it down. So I wrote something down before you said it and you said it. So, so what I wanted to say was when you, there's a process to the four stages of your brain learning and shutdown mode. Okay. So let's say you shut down and um, you, you take a few days to work through it. Okay. You're feeling good you've worked through your stuff, you think, right? Then you go back to the the person that you've uh, shut down on and um, they just come back at you again, right? Right? And then, so what happens? You haven't really worked through it well enough yet to be able to handle it. So who comes out? Rejected Rick, that's what I wrote down. Or disenchanted Dick because you feel like a dick. Again, to yourself, it's not them, it's you. And like, I know, what's funny is like when you break up with someone or in our life, like the common thing was, you'd say, it's not you, it's me. It really was you. Like it really is. And that's, that's what I find so funny about it. And, you know, then when you get rejected or you become disenchanted or whatever you call it, then you like steamroll into anger at the end that's where i said where i come out and i and i and i lash out so you have to you have to bef- as you work through it like acceptance which margaret talked about and feeling safe in what you have done is so critical in the healing process of self love because you have to learn that you are so in charge of all these this emotional spectrum that you're going to feel because you have been practicing that bound nature teachings for so long. And you just, it takes so much work. And I understand that you become so tired of working at it, but you can't stop. Right. You have to, you have to keep molding that clay constantly. So it becomes hard and you can work through it and, and then work other people through it Yeah, for you, not for them, for you. And then it works for both of you. Um, and, and that's, ah, Margaret, so, that was perfect because that's exactly what I
1: wanted to talk about. Yeah. So, Mary, you had a question. No, I, I want,
2: if it's okay, i like to add something. <clears throat> I went, I had that situation yesterday with a very close person to me, blood relative. Um, and um, this person triggered, um, triggered me. Uh, and then you know, um, this trigger makes me feel like now I have to do this thing, Uh, for example, as Margaret knows, get this, go to this job, start this job so that I can prove to this person that I can do this. And this has this, it triggered something, and I didn't put it into these words, and I and I was just like frustrated, and I just like was like, oh my god, um, she has triggered my. This person has.
1: Oh wait, your Mary, your volume just uh, came. Oh, no, oh, there we go. Oh, Me? Okay. Oh yeah, you're back on.
2: Yeah. Um, so I was like, then I realized that okay, uh, it's my ego. My ego has triggered now. And then I'm like, okay, and I I feel like I need to prove myself. Then I was like, okay, I'm going back to that uh, thing that I am trying to gain approval uh, because this person is saying something that... In a, it has a connotation for me that you can't do this. So, it, it, and then I went through this um, period of stress, even after I figured it out, I was like upset. My heart was pumping. My blood pressure was up. Um, I was actually um, at a nurse's office and she took my blood pressure. My blood pressure is never that high. But I was just so worked up because I was feeling that now I have to prove to this person. And now I ha- I am calming down that, okay, I don't need to prove it to this person. But I still haven't uh, gotten rid of um, this emotion she has uh, triggered in me. So it, even if you know what it is, it's going to take you a little time, just like Chris was telling us what is your number <laughs> so Right. You take time to go down um and uh i don't know maybe this would help any of you when when you're triggered and you feel like you want to lash out or and just like um makes you so angry that Uh, you um, just like Chris said that you might go back to them but you haven't worked it out completely so maybe a part of it is to realize that you are going I mean for me it was I was going back to that stage that I need this person's approval to feel okay and um, then I calmed down later during the, the day because there was another stress factor to this and um, that stress factor was gone. So I was in a better uh, situation. I could <clears throat> think more clearly, but still it uh, I feel like in presence of this person in my life at this time might affect my decision-making towards the path that I am taking, which is, Another story, but I don't know. I hope that this is gonna help. And then the other thing that I thought about when Margaret was speaking about um, uh, her, her, your childhood <clears throat> was that uh, when you said, for example, "I want to go to the beach," but then then they were like, "Oh, that's crazy." And th- I I remembered the uh, blamer, fixer, and defender thing, and mm, Perhaps our parents have, I mean, every, we all have been raised in, in certain situations that we became those people. And it sounded to me that it was like a defender type of thing and a shamer, blamer, defender type of right. situation. But anyhow, that was my understanding. I don't know if I'm correct or not. You can expand on that if you feel needed. Uh,
1: that... Yeah. I don't know that I thought about it in that context, but you're right. I mean, we could definitely put a label, label on it.
2: It makes it a little easier for me when I have those
1: understandings. So, uh... yeah. And let me just tell you this, the, the, how effective this work is. Um, I ha- actually have a very good relationship with my parents right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it took work. Yes. It took a lot of healing. It took, ironically, I'll just go ahead and use my, my, um, relationship with my father as an example, because I actually, I think I've shared this with you guys. I spent a year of my life intentionally away from him. He didn't even know that I had done it, but I I wasn't physically with him. I didn't talk to him on the phone. I didn't do it now. I know for some people it's been years and years and years. Okay. Um, but I literally needed a year because what I knew was I needed to get away out of that environment to create a safe space for myself to heal. Because I, and then once I, once I felt like I, okay, I'm like, okay, you know what? I've actually dealt with this. Um, I now can re-engage my dad all day long. And guess what? He hasn't changed. He's the same person in that, in that regard. Um, you know, He's still just like, oh, that's crazy. Um, he still does that. I mean, literally my, my kids pick up, it's now kind of funny. Um, but so he still does the exact same thing, but I spent the time to create a safe space for myself to figure out what was going on to hear, hear, you know, heal. And now that I'm healed, I can enter that environment all day and it doesn't affect me but until I was healed, I couldn't. Every time I would get back, I felt like that five-year-old girl or that seven-year-old girl or that. And meanwhile, I'm like in my thirties, I'm like, what? You know, but, but I, I was intentional about creating a safe space, hearing my own voice, hearing what was going on, feeling the insecurity, feeling the rejection, allowing myself to go there so, so it could heal. Um, You know, it's like an infection. At some point you got to, you gotta get the infection out, you know, and so that it allows it to heal. Um, or another example that, I, that I've heard someone use before, it's like a nail in wood. As soon as you put nail, a nail in there, it's been scarred. Like you can't, you can't fix it until you pull the nail out. Pull the nail out and then you can put the wood fill or whatever else you need to, to get it smooth again. But to go through life with a, a nail constantly in there, like no, you create a safe space, so that you could pull that nail out, <laughs> or a splinter maybe is a better example. If you have a splinter, anybody who bumps up against it, you're going to be like, ow, you know, like, no, t- create some space, <laughs> pull that sucker out, let it heal, and then you can go around and people can poke it and touch it all, you can, or you can do it, sh- and it's not going to bother you. But, you, but you have to take the time to do it. Um, A lot of these things just don't heal. People say, oh, well, time heals everything. That's baloney. Don't listen to that. It it, it can create some space and some distance. But if there's an emotional wound that you've buried, it's still there. Um, So that's part of why when you do this work, some of the stuff that comes up will surprise you because you're like, oh, my gosh, I thought I dealt with that. No, you didn't deal with it. You just put layers on top of it. So it, it feels like it's a little bit farther away, but it'll come back um, and it's okay. I mean, that's awesome that it does because that you're just more healed. Um, so, so creating that safe space, listening to your voice um, and not judging it as it comes up um, is huge. And, and I'm gonna take a break to see if Chris or anyone else wants to add something.
0: No, I think, you know, that last statement, you know, Time heals everything. I mean, it's, it, it's not true in anything because everything, remember, everything that we've taught you stems from, and why we teach this first stems from your influence in your, um, in your experiences in your life. You know, and most of those come from how we, the emotional aspect of everything that we've taken in and how we act. But it's your societal, it's your environment, it's your family, how you react to that. Um, and you're right, it's, it's like layers of a birthday cake, right? You know, you have you have the big one on the bottom, but you got all the ones on the top, um, and you got to peel the layers back. And it's just like when Margaret and I we gave an analogy one time, of building a fire, right? The fire's lit, but then you have all those ashes in the bottom. Well, you got to dig everything out first before you you build a new fire. It's you know, those are, there's, Margaret, I can go on about, for so many analogies about emotion and how they affect us, but you have to, it, it, and to peel back the layers is not easy. It's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. It is the hardest thing to do. I would that's say. Why, that's why learn your language is first, one of the first things, but it's there because you have to re- deconstruct everything you think you know that you didn't know, and you have to learn it. And that's why two thirds or three times more work is done in reconstructing your mindset than anything else. Right. Because mindset isn't about, it's not about how your heart feels or how you feel inside. And you know, it's not get out of your head into your heart because they're interconnected. And that's why the why we teach the narrative physiology action feedback loop because it all starts here. Everything starts here. Right.
1: Yeah, that's good. I would say, I would say, I was thinking, as you said, that was like time dilutes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily heal. You know, if there's more in the mix, so maybe your focus isn't on it anymore, but it's, it's still there. It's that little, you know, it's still there. Right.
0: And Time heals. What, 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 if you really want to think about it, time heals because in the moment when you're in pain, it's in your conscious brain. Over time, your conscious brain gets taken over with other stuff. And that, yeah. that, 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 that painful feeling where you brought in influence and you brought in experience and you took it in, then gets bleeds into your subconscious. It's there, but your conscious brain is being overridden by other stuff. That's why time heals that. It doesn't yeah. heal the subconscious. It,
1: it takes away the acute pain, but it just dilutes it. Yeah. It just disperses it. You know, and now it's just kind of the background noise of your life that is, it's still there. It, it, it really hasn't gone away. I, I know we're gonna have to end here soon. I wanted to just share two little, maybe homework assignments. Um, and then that came to mind as I was thinking about this. And um, one is, you know, I was about to say, write yourself a love letter, but some people can't go there and that's fine. But can you write yourself a thank you note? Can you write yourself a thank you note? Can you, If you can't start with a love letter, then can you at least start with a thank you note? Um, and I've done that with myself before. I'm like, wow, thank you. You, you, you got through that situation. Or you, you, you know, whatever, whatever comes to mind. And you might end up having to write multiple. Because, because the reality is there's multiple ways we've shut ourselves down. Um, so in those places just to say thank you or even say I'm so sorry I did that to you but thank you so I've I've spent um, journaling sessions writing thank you notes to myself um, letters of appreciation letters of gratitude to myself um, for aspects of who I am that I have not allowed allowed out Mm -hmm. Um, and then the next step would obviously because that's it's a, it's a continuum, right? We're going for love. So, the, so, so if you, after that, can you write yourself a love letter? It, it, you know, can you do that to yourself? Um, so those would be, that would be a homework assignment that I would encourage people to try to, try to work on if they haven't already. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe you have, but what would you add to that? Or would you, any other thoughts or, or things that you've done
0: I so Margaret, you know, I'm big on writing a letter um, in the shutdown mode to the person you're shutting down, or to the 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 experience, or whatever. Um, I'm very big on that because you're releasing a lot of that's jerk. That is learn your language, by the way, in a very intimate form, because you're you're. Um, I don't, I'll share with you guys some of, but I use Grammarly on my, um, because of my dyslexia. I use a, a, a program called Grammarly on the internet. So it checks all my writing for my dyslexia. And um, what it does is it, it exposes, it counts all my words I use. And what it's done is, is it, it's counting all the emotional words I use. It's really interesting um, to show yourself the language and it picks it out for me so I can pick out my own bound nature language, but I say that, but then you have to, when you do that, then you have to write yourself, which is a love letter to yourself, which is counting your wins in an intimate form. Like there's, there's so much intimacy in that and vulnerability and courage to do that. I'll leave you this one thought. Okay. Think it, and you can write this down. And this is a very hard question to answer when you haven't answered it. What is your untouchable trait that, that, everyone, that you say you have that no one else has? Other people can have it, but for you, what is it? That question is so emotionally hard for people to answer at first. When I was asked that question, I couldn't answer it. But it is a powerful question, and it leads you to the intimacy of yourself and why you need to write a love letter to yourself to create more inti- intimacy and more self-love in the moment for you. We could go on for hours by the way that's good
2: i i i need an example for this one because you're right i cannot say tell uh, what is the one trait that i have that no one else has i can't tell because
0: I, i won't give you let me give you examples okay um i can I have the ability to call bullshit on myself and deconstruct my, my, my negative behaviors better than anyone I know. Um, I have the ability to, uh, on a dime, pivot and after working through something, implement it instantly. I have the ability to say nice things to people that they could never say to themselves instantly. I have the ability to talk to any type of personality trait and relate to them instantly. I have um, a unique trait that I can, I can work out at any point in the day with an intensity because I have love for myself. I mean, it's endless. Do you know what I mean? But here, that's the thing is what you're feeling is what everyone has. Do you know what I mean? And as you, you go into that self-discovery process of yourself, you start to uncover and see yourself better so you can say those things so much better. And that, and that, and that's why that question is so hard for at first that's from experience.
1: And a lot of those found nature traits will end up, it's, it's like what they always say, your, your greatest weakness is, is the flip side of the, of the coin for your greatest strength. Um, you know, I know for me, my, my example was, you know, just having someone that I've been called an overthinker, like I just, I can analyze things from every single direction there possibly is. And people are like, oh, you're overthinking it. But you know what, that's actually what makes me a really good designer. You know, it's it's when I do design something and I haven't done it in a while, But uh, but even not formally, they're really good. Um, because I've thought through everything. I've thought through every. I used to do events planning. I was an excellent events planner because I've thought through every scenario. What does the speaker need? What is, What do the people who are coming need? What does the advertising look like? I mean, like, I can just do it all because I can see it all. So, so what other people would say is overthinking, actually, is a tremendous benefit and asset in the right circumstance. So, I've learned to. I've learned to value that in myself and to say, you know what, it's okay. It's, it's what gives me the this ability over here. And to, again, the key is to not judge it um, and to realize that there's a, there's a benefit in it. And then what you'll find is, you know, sometimes loving you, sometimes you can love yourself, but then the other question is, do you actually like yourself? <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation, but, but learning to actually like and enjoy being with yourself.
0: We're, we're doing that next talk. Oh, awesome. Let's do that. Awesome. Do you like yourself?
1: Do you like yourself? Because that, that, there's a distinction there that we can tease out. So. Oh. And by the way, along these lines, if there's anything that y'all want us to cover, shoot, let us know. Send us a, a text or whatever. Um, let us know. We can We can cover that one. Oh, man. How do I,
2: how can I, how can I know I'm making the right decision? And Margaret, you know what I'm talking about. Um, There are two parts to me. And um, I mean, I do know that I need to do, to, you know, use my energy and be in the life's flow. Um, I mean, I think I am answering my own self, but why am I debating on it so much if I know that that's the right thing to do? Uh, Yeah
1: maybe next uh, time. There's probably so maybe next time there's probably so many ways because people will learn their own discernment tools people will have different strengths some people can hear literally hear words like go in this direction some people just yeah. the visceral feeling um it, it can be different for every person i know for me personally i'll just tell you what i do because it works for me is i sit with a decision and then see how i feel and then i'll sit with the other the opposite if it's if it's dualistic, I'll sit with the opposite decision and see how do I, like I've learned for me, how my body feels. Um, Is there anxiety around it or is there peace around it? Is there, you know, um, but honestly, we've got four people on the call. We will have four different answers to that because we're all wired a little bit differently. And that's part of self-love too, is learning what works, what works for you. Um, You know, what, you know, we've got emotions, thoughts, behaviors, you know, what, what is your behavior around it? Is it about nature behavior? So that's, that's part of, so that might, might be more of a conversation for next time, but, but the short answer is there's no one answer. Um, but I do try to live with it, kind of say, yes, I'm making this decision and then see what happens when I do that. And then what comes out, what, what surfaces. Um, and is it a free nature or these free nature responses or are these bound nature responses?
0: Yeah, it, it comes down to, is it serving you or not serving you and yeah. just to, to put two words to it, but all those things matter. You know, like if I was doing something and I was, I was constantly having anxiety about something or I was nervous or I was feel like I'm walking on eggshells or I'm like, there's a lot of ways you can, the words you're saying to yourself in some way are giving you the answer. But at the same time, you have to ask yourself, why do you have those? And what is it just an influence and you're scared and is it good? Because sometimes being uncomfortable is good, okay? When we revert to being comfortable, you have to ask yourself, is that a bound nature trait coming back up? Because remember, when you're comfortable in a bound nature trait, it's because you have lived the life of handling that emotion so you, you can do it, but when it's uncomfortable, a lot of times that can be good. You just, that's why it's an important thing to, to work through it and not as Margaret said, make the decision to do it, sit on the decision and work through it. That was a, that was a really good comment, Margaret. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys, I got I to gotta yep. jump off. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for letting
1: us uh, switch the time on you last minute. I'm glad that worked okay. out. All right. Yeah. Talk to everyone. Um, have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.